We're midway through 2020. However, it seems as if the year never even truly caught steam. During this pandemic, our cocoon of perfectly crafted schedules, routines and plans has given way to uncertainties and insecurities, although not without a sprinkling of hope and this desire to make lemonade. Through this series, we'll take you on a journey through the hearts and the minds of people around the world and their unique experiences of living in a lockdown planet. I'm your presenter, Shagun Trisal, and this is Letters from the Lockdown. We'll be featuring stories of everyday people about how they've been dealing in these tough times, their learnings, their fears, or silver linings. You'll also get to listen to stories of a few featured guests from different walks of life who'll provide glimpses into their lives from this period. And that's not all. Each episode will feature fresh music released by an indie artist during the lockdown. So stay tuned, because you wouldn't want to miss out on these letters from the lockdown. In this episode, we're going to hear from a mother of three about how her family is learning to bond again. A student in Singapore shares how living away from her parents for the first time is helping her become self-reliant. And our featured guest, Anvesh Kumar Sahu, reflects on the many emotions he's felt during this period. Finally, stick around for today's featured music. Our first letter of the episode is from Tahira Saad Rizvi. She's written to us from Lucknow, where she's locked in with her family. Tahira is a mother of three who believes she's an empath, a realist and a cynic, all rolled in one. Corona, you are a morbid reality. But despite your arrogance, you have become a great teacher of humility. Despite your hostility and dictatorial nature, you are teaching humanity, companionship and coexistence. This lockdown has given me an opportunity to learn, relearn, discover and rediscover. A cup of tea never meant anything more than a morning beverage to my husband before. But now, tea time is a moment he wants to share with me. Downing a glass of water was only to quench one's thirst. But today, it's an opportunity for my girls to bond with their dadi and ammi as they go around the house asking everyone if they want some water to drink. These examples should not convey that we are a family that has been aloof and distant until two months ago. Rather, I hope they convey the truth of living an occupied life. A life so busy that one didn't have time to connect. Today, the lockdown has given this family the opportunity to learn how to bond again. We are bonding over shared meals on the dining table and baking sessions in the kitchen. We are bonding over a game of boggle and cups of coffee. The swimming champion of the house now stays at home and gets everyone to work out. While the singer in the house fills our lives with melodies. And there is a baby. A lucky one born in the lockdown. Though it's tough getting her day-to-day -day supplies, the day-to-day -day attention she's been getting from her family is far more than she would have received if she was born at any other time. Dear Corona, families have come together tighter than before. Pollution has dropped, the air is lighter, the tree is greener. Thanks to you, the atrocities of tyrannical governance have been deferred, delayed and hopefully put to an end. Are you a blessing 
of course not you are a killer a destroyer a terror around the world that has united people in grief in fright and in acceptance you my friend have been a leveler the world over leaders to laborers all get the same treatment from you you are kinder than the fascists that are trying to fight you you don't discriminate and what did i learn because of you resilience you jailed me in my own home with my own thoughts with my own limitations but through confinement i learned to align myself with me i rediscovered myself the me that enjoys solitude the me that enjoys my own company the me that can hear silences the me that is resilient so corona you are the reality of my life but i promise to conquer you like all the demons i've conquered in my life one step at a time with positivity with direction and with hope this letter was read by archita trisal Tahira's letter was actually one of the first few we received, probably one of the first five. And this piece was a turning point for this podcast at a very early stage. Because before we'd even started sourcing letters from people, we'd joked about how we'd probably have to write stories under pseudonyms. But once we came across this piece, we were so much more confident about pulling this off. In her letter, Tahira talks about how this lockdown has given her girls the opportunity to spend time with the elders of the house. the kind of quality time they otherwise wouldn't have had tahira and her family have taken all that has been thrown at them in their stride and this is true for so many of us take the chaudhary sisters from jaipur for example who were visiting their nani in a village called varyam kheda in punjab when the lockdown was imposed away from the usual amenities of a city life kamakshi and ridhima got a chance to build a bank of memories with their grandmother together They made achar, laddu, halwa and even homemade butter. They caught up on gossip about the village neighbors and brought each other up to speed on all their favorite films. I guess at the end of the day we've all learned how to make lemonade in this period with varying degrees of sweetness. Speaking of making the most of the hands we've been dealt, the next letter is from Smriti Sagar. Smriti is a Mumbaiker who's pursuing her masters in Singapore. She loves her parents beyond reason and her friends mean the world to her. She believes dancing, singing and general quirkiness is her calling. Smithy is locked in with some flatmates who she doesn't know too well. I've had quite an interesting lockdown experience to be honest. I've also been privileged enough to enjoy this lockdown. It is a weird feeling though to be alone in a foreign land which you've always dreamt of being in. but you can't exactly make the most of it when you are at home all the time i never stayed away from my parents before i moved to singapore but these times have somehow made me more resilient and self sufficient i would have never thought that i could cook clean study work and basically be a normal functioning human being with no help there are of course many insecurities that follow me around like not knowing when i will be able to see my beautiful parents again not knowing when i can hug my boyfriend next and not knowing if i will get a job once i graduate i think basically the fear is not knowing 
I suck at dealing with uncertainty. But here are a few things I've been doing to get by. I learned how to play the ukulele and discovered a passion for singing. By the way, my dad is an incredible singer and this makes him so happy and proud. I go for long walks to attractive spots near my house like the Orchard Road. And I truly enjoy cooking delicious meals, which I would have been eating if I was at my parents. Like masoor dal, bhindi, aloo sabzi and pulao. Cooking homely food really helps with the homesickness. That being said, I am enjoying one other aspect of the lockdown and that is not being forced to meet people I hate in my social circle. It's given me a much needed break from toxic people. And I've realized that I care about very few people here in Singapore and vice versa. It's a sad but liberating realization. I'm one of those people who gets personally very affected if I'm left out of things. I'm worried that once life resumes, all those instances of feeling left out will follow me even if it's from people I don't care about. I'm working on this internally. and hopefully i can come out of this lockdown mentally physically and emotionally stronger for all those living away from their families right now i know it's difficult and you will legit have dreams at night where you're close to your family but you will wake up only to realize that you're alone but there is a silver lining here and that is finding your true self i never believed people when they told me that being self sufficient was very rewarding I always thought that since I have the most amazing parents in the world, living alone would just mean having the same amount of freedom but with a ton of responsibility. To some extent, that is true. However, I now go to bed every night feeling a sense of accomplishment, which I never did before. This letter was read by Udita Chaturvedi. Smithy's letter talks about how this phase has made her a more independent individual and that is something so many of us would resonate with. Before the lockdown, whenever those of us living away from home felt homesick, we always had the option of booking our tickets and taking a flight or a train back home. But the lockdown has been pretty unrelenting in that regard. And so, while an outgoing person like Smithy adjusted to the new normal and realized the value of staying away from her toxic peers, There were others like Lux who are introverted by nature and quite happy working from home and not facing the social pressure to go out and meet people. That being said, it doesn't mean that the introverts have had it easy. A prolonged forced stay at home can eventually get to everyone. Moving ahead, in celebration of Pride Month, the final letter of this episode is by our featured guest writer Anvesh Kumar Sahu. Anvesh is Mr Gay World India 2016 and the youngest winner of the pageant in the country. He's a digital experience designer, illustrator, writer, model and TEDx speaker. He blogs at the Ephemenaire, which he describes as a parallel universe where he gets to illustrate the utopian world he wants to be a part of. He looks at life as a thrilling mystery novel written by God, and since his novel has only started, he'd go with I am still evolving. Anvesh is locked in Bengaluru. This quarantine has been a funny time. Days went by thinking it wouldn't happen to us here in India and then one fine day we all woke up only to know that we'll be entering a nationwide lockdown. Of course we were all clueless as to when this lockdown would be lifted. 
I had moved to Bengaluru a few months ago and was still adjusting to the traffic, which, no surprises here, had been crazy. Sometimes it felt like the traffic had come to a standstill. It simply didn't know how to move forward anymore. I remember how I felt leaving Mumbai last year. The incessant rains, the overflowing drains, walking an hour and a half back home in knee-length water because there wasn't a single auto who'd take me back home. It genuinely felt like a post-apocalyptic world. And suddenly, COVID seemed like divine intervention. The planet had been so clogged by our actions and only Mother Earth could have taken us out of this. News channels and Twitter timelines were flooded with, Hey look, the dolphins are back. So are the turtles. The penguins are taking over deserted aquariums. And then the reality of the migrant crisis hit us. For me personally, the first few days of the quarantine were all about taking the time out to invest in myself, into my skill sets. It has been a very long time since I've had the time to just be, not do anything at all, and just take some time out for myself, perhaps watch a film, relax a little. I did find time and watch Super Deluxe finally. A film I'd been meaning to watch since I'd read its reviews. However, as time went by, I couldn't help but ponder on exactly what this lockdown meant to people around me. The vegetable vendors, the couple selling idli vada downstairs, who I thoroughly miss. Several broken families in our country or those dealing with abusive relationships. I did for once question. Am I being selfish by thinking about myself here? At least I have a roof over my head, a job that pays my bills, but also a job I had worked really hard for. I'm graduating at a time when I would have otherwise been sitting for placements. Fortunately or unfortunately, that didn't happen, but I am extremely grateful that I can now give as much as possible to this company that hasn't asked me to leave when it's getting really tough. Sometimes it's also been an emotional roller coaster ride for me. Sometimes I just want to take some time off social media, not read news at all. But hey, at a time like this, I simply cannot choose to be apolitical or not revert to those countless young queer individuals who look up to me for hope. This time more than ever, I've realized our life isn't about us after all. It is perhaps also a little for the people who've made us and the people we'd like to eventually extend a hand of support. I still make an effort to read, to know what's happening around me, to donate as much as I can, and I try as much as possible to find some time for myself and my family in these times. Now is the time to realize and accept that we certainly owe a lot to this planet. And the way we are and the way we can afford to live are results of the support we get from countless individuals around us every day. Now is the time that we look within ourselves and ask, where are we headed? What is it that we have given or would like to give back to this world? Perhaps all that matters is that we save our boat and maybe someone else's while we're at it. This letter was read by our featured guest, Roshan Abbas. Roshan Abbas is a man who dons so many hats they deserve a wardrobe of their own. 
He's been a radio jockey, actor, impresario, writer, presenter, and an entrepreneur. He's the founder of Commune and the brains behind the Spoken Fest. In his letter, Anvesh reflects on the many feelings and thoughts he's had in this period. His writing speaks of the struggles of many of us who've been forced to live alone with our scattered thoughts and restless minds for this long for the first time, with very little going on to distract us. Another contributor, Vishuta, who's locked in with her husband and in-laws in Gurgaon, makes an important point. She says that while a lot of us struggle to add structure and discipline to our lives when we have all the time in the world, this is a time for us to really think about who we want to be. For those of you who wish to contribute to NGOs that support queer communities that have been hit by COVID-19, Anvesh suggests you go to pinklistindia.com. Before moving on to the final segment of the episode, a quick shout out to Udita Chaturvedi, the producer of the show, to Payal Rathor, the audio engineer of the show, to Nishant Nagar for the theme track, and to all the voice artists who helped us lend authenticity to these letters. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to our podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Letters from the Lockdown. Or drop us your feedback, comments and suggestions at lettersfromthelockdown at gmail.com. Now, it's an undisputed truth of life that this lockdown has been difficult on every individual. And in such a time, we've constantly found ourselves looking towards artists to keep us sane and to keep us going. I have huge respect for artists who have taken it upon themselves to create and share works of art that fill our hearts with hope and the knowledge that better days will be here again. Also, we're probably infinitely indebted to them for just taking care of our entertainment needs through this period. One such person is my good friend Nishant Nagar. He has been kind enough to help us out with the theme for this podcast and we're extremely grateful to him for giving us exactly what we wanted and creating a track that encapsulates the many emotions of the letters we've received for this podcast. Nishant has been working on some gorgeous tunes under the moniker Khwab and has recently released tracks featuring Siddharth Basroor and Nikhil D'Souza. You can check his music out on your preferred platform and follow him on Instagram at khwab.music. Our featured music of the day comes from Khwab and Nikhil D'Souza with their track Yahi Kahi. I'm Shagun Trisal. You've been listening to Letters from the Lockdown. Letters from the Lockdown